just bring forth your word to your people, Father. Let you just move me aside, Father, and let your word speak to the hearts and minds of your people, God. I pray that you continue to anoint this service as you have already begun to do, Father. So we just thank you, Father, in advance of what you're about to do through your word. In the name of Jesus and the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Growing in God's wisdom. Growing in God's wisdom. Do anyone remember the foolish days? Do anyone remember those foolish days? Long, long time ago. Long time ago. When you think about those days, when you think about those memories, church, it should bring praise. It should bring honor. It should bring worship to the almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we think about those foolish days that we have been through, hallelujah, we have to praise God. We have to give him glory because we're still here. Hallelujah. 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 We were lost, church. We were lost. Hallelujah. But by the love of God, we have been found. By the love of God, we have been found. We was blind. <laughs> we were blind, church. And by the grace of God, now we see. By the grace of God, now we see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us God's wisdom. For giving us the understanding of God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says if anyone lacks wisdom, to ask God. Anyone that lacks wisdom, ask God. Has anyone reached out to God for his wisdom lately? <laughs> Has anyone reached out to God for his wisdom lately? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wisdom is a gift, church. Wisdom is a gift. It allows us to understand, understand things from God's point of view. From God's point of view. We see through his eyes. We understand with the mind of Christ. With the mind of Christ. Wisdom allows us to recognize truth. To recognize truth. The gift of wisdom is the ability to take that truth and use it to glorify God by choosing godly solutions to our everyday problems. Wisdom. There is nothing more beautiful than to see God's people growing in his wisdom. Nothing more beautiful than to see God's people growing in his wisdom. Nothing more beautiful than to see our young adults growing in God's wisdom. When the world is trying to entice them with everything but God. Everything but God. When the world is trying to entice us with everything but God. Amen? Amen. Godly wisdom fuels godly decisions. Godly wisdom fuels godly decisions, church. The more we make godly decisions, the more we become wise. It's just that simple. The more we make godly decisions, the more we become wise. Lack of wisdom produces decisions that may result in devastating circumstances. 
Lack of wisdom, church. And some of the biggest problems that we face, ourselves, some of the biggest problems that we face of our own making, right? Of our own making. We cause them ourselves. We do it on our own. Every decision we make has consequences. Every decision we make has consequences. I've been praying that every decision I make reflect Truly God's wisdom. Truly God's wisdom. If we want to continue to grow in God's wisdom, we must make decisions and act accordingly to his word. To his word. We can't grow in God's wisdom living by the values of this world. We can't grow in God's wisdom living by the values of this world. When we put the values of this world before the values of God, we're living by the world. Wisdom, not God's wisdom, church, not God's. Wisdom is seeing the world from God's perspective and then applying that perspective to our lives. Wisdom is seeing the world from God's perspective and applying that perspective to our lives. Proverbs tells us that the Lord, by his wisdom, founded the earth, established the heavens through understanding. We seek, when we seek wisdom, when we ask God for wisdom, this is what we want to know. We seek to know God's mind. We seek to know God's mind. We want to know, God, what would you do in these situations that arise at our doorstep? What will you do, God? I seek your wisdom, God to make these decisions, to make these choices, God. And we act according to the truth that he gives us. We act according to the truth that he gives us when, he act, when we ask for that wisdom, the truth that does not change. His truth does not change. His unchanging truth. And what is his unchanging truth? His unchanging truth, church, Right here is his word. This is his unchanging truth. If you lack wisdom, here you go. Here you go. If you want to continue growing in God's wisdom, here you go. This is God's unchanging, <laughs> unchanging truth. Amen? All scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. Teaches us, church, teaches us. Proverbs 2 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is found and begins with God. We find true wisdom on the basis of our relationship with the Lord. By humbly submitting ourselves to God and obeying his commandments, obeying his word, church. In other words, 
we need, the wisdom that we need does not rise up from within ourselves. It comes from the loving God of heaven, church. The loving God of heaven when we seek him out. When we seek him out. God offers his wisdom from his word and also from his spirit. <laughs> from his spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us insight and understanding of the truth of God's word. And when we apply that truth, when we make those decisions, we make wise decisions and wise choices. Amen? Psalm says this, For the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey his commandments, hallelujah, will grow in wisdom. Amen. Amen. If you want to continue growing in God's wisdom, continue to obey his word, church. If you want to continue growing in God's wisdom, continue to grow and obey his word. But on the flip side of that, if you don't want to yield to God's word and you want to go your own way with your own wisdom and your own will, the Bible calls that foolishness and sin. And foolishness and sin leads to death and destruction. Why we need God's heavenly wisdom? Why we need God's heavenly wisdom? Why do I need God's heavenly wisdom? Is it my own knowledge enough? Well, the truth is that what we know is limited. What we know is limited. We need God's wisdom to get through this life successfully. It is too hard to distinguish what is true just on our own understanding. Just on our own understanding. What are you trying to figure out this week that got you with a headache? <laughs> we need God's wisdom to help us discern and make good decisions, church. Depend on them. Lean on them. Otherwise, we're just out going around doing what we think is best. And we know it's really not best. We know that. <laughs> or we'll do whatever we want. Whatever we consider wise in our own eyes and wise in our own minds. And that's even worse. That's even worse. One of the definitions of wisdom goes like this. For the world, wisdom goes like this. It says, knowledge that is gained by having many life experiences. We can all relate to that. We've all been there thinking that we know it all because we've experienced some things certain things that others may not have. First Corinthians, Paul tells us this. He says, the wisdom of this world is foolish in God's sight. Foolish in God's sight. There's an obvious difference between the world's wisdom and God's wisdom. And this definition, church, gives us the impression that life experiences are enough to give us the wisdom we need to get through this life. But it's not. It's not. Going through different things in life does give us a new perspective and, and give us uh, knowledge about certain situations, right? Giving us an ideal of, of, of what to do if we 
uh, come to a certain situation or circumstance in the future, yeah. But, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I should have known better, right? Yeah. But that wisdom isn't enough. That wisdom isn't enough to coast through life and make our own decisions, church. We need God. We need God. Because we can do the same thing three, four times. And then we go to it that fifth time and say, well, I know it's going to work again. But what happens when <laughs> it don't work? Because only God knows what will really happen. Only God knows what will actually happen. That fifth time didn't work like the rest of the four. Why? We don't know it all, right? We don't know it all. We're setting ourselves up for failure, being wise in our own eyes and wise in our own mind, church. Setting ourselves up. We definitely can learn from the useful things in our past experiences, yes. But they don't give us certainty. They don't give us certainty. Only God's wisdom gives us certainty, church, certainty. We are human. We are human, and we can only grasp so much on how this world works and only grasp so much of how God fits us into his plan. Only so much because our understanding is limited. It is limited. So we have to rely on God who knows everything to guide us through all our life circumstances, even the ones, even the ones that we think that we can navigate through on our own. We still need God. We still need God. Because we can't depend on our own understanding. Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Continue to trust God. Continue to grow in God's wisdom. You will be growing in his word. As we grow in his word together, we grow in his wisdom. Together, church. Together. And God will lead you and guide you on the path of life that you should go. That you should go. That's his promise. That is his promise. For those of us who, who, whose lives are up in the air, don't know what I should be doing. Don't know where I should go. Don't know who I'm called to be. We must continue to pray for God's wisdom and purposes to guide our life decisions and our life goals. Continue to pray. Trust that God will lead you in the right direction. Trust him. Trust him. Proverbs. It says, be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. This encourages us. Be not wise in our own eyes. It's okay not to know. It's okay not to know. It teaches us, church, to trust God. And again, do not rely on our own understanding. We don't have to force it. 
We have a loving God who's willing to give us answers through his word. If we only seek it, we have to seek it. We have to open the book. We have to pray and open the book. Also, continue to be humble. Continue to be humble. A lot of times we think we can handle situations on our own. Uh, We think that we are more capable than we really are. And we get stuck. It causes troubles, causes confusion. But God knows apart from him, we can't do anything. We can't do nothing. But through him, we can do all things. But apart from him, nothing, nothing. Encouragement to continue growing in God's wisdom. Continue growing in God's wisdom. Then he says, the fear of the Lord. This informs us that fearing God can bring health to our bodies (laughs) and nourishment to our bones. Amen? Mm. Simply, we will be healthier if we shun our evil ways. If we shun our evil ways and have a healthy understanding of the nature of God. A healthy fear and awe of God. We can be healthier people. Proverbs 10, 9, 10. <coughs> Excuse me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Basically, the fear of God is true wisdom, church. The fear of God is true wisdom. A lot of other types of learning are useless if it's not built upon the knowledge of the Lord himself. A lot of other learning is useless if it's not built upon the foundation of the Lord Jesus himself, church. The Bible says that Jesus, for us Christians, that Jesus is our true foundation. That means everything we do, everything we seek should begin and what? End with him. Any circumstances we encounter, the first thing that pops in our mind should be, what does the Lord say about that? Something popped up. What does the Lord say about this? Pray about it. Open your book. See what the Lord says about your situation, right? Amen. Amen. What does the Lord say about this? So when it says fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the fear he's talking about. He's not talking about the terror when someone's feel frightening in a situation. No, not that fear, church. Not suggesting that we cower before God when we make a mistake or we make the wrong decision. No, no. In order to develop the fear of the Lord, we must recognize who God is. We must recognize who God is. We must revere his authority. We must revere his power, his holiness. But the fear of the Lord can be defined as an awareness, as an awareness that our loving Heavenly Father is watching and evaluating everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do. Jesus told the seven churches in Revelations, he said, I know your works. 
I know your works. God knows our thoughts, the evil thoughts, the bad thoughts, the immoral thoughts. How does it feel to know that God is evaluating? <laughs> he is evaluating everything you say, everything you do, the unthings that you, the unthings you say, that, but that you think. God is evaluating all these things, everything. We're under God's microscope. We're under God's microscope. And that's, that's pretty scary, I must admit. That should bring about that fear of the Lord, knowing that God is evaluating us in everything that we do. And guess what? He holds all power in his hand. The one who holds all power... <laughs> in his hand, is evaluating you, me. If we look at society right now with all of its loose morals, and, and a lot of Christians, with, you know, we have loose morals, it's tough. It's tough. You don't see a reverent fear of God knowing that God is evaluating everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we think. That reverent fear of who God is. Who God is. A person who reverently fears the Lord would rather do anything than offend him. Anything than offend him. That's something that we ought to think about. God is watching everything that we do. And one day, the Bible tells us we will have to answer for all these things that we do, church. All these things. Like the song said, why wait? Let's start right now. Let's start right now. Bring that reverent fear of the Lord into our lives. Fear is understanding who God is, understanding that he is the all-knowing God, the God that created the heavens, that created the earth. The God that formed you and me in our mother's womb. The God that holds our eternity in his right hand. In his right hand, church. We are instructed to get wisdom. We are instructed to get wisdom. Proverbs 4, 5. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Getting wisdom as we are instructed to, this means getting the Lord. <laughs> getting the Lord. Receive the Lord. Receive him. The Lord is God's wisdom. The Lord is God's wisdom. As we grow in the Lord, we grow in God's wisdom, church. As we grow in the Lord, we grow in God's Wisdom, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Speaking of Jesus, the Word, the Word, wisdom, wisdom. God's wisdom means becoming more like Jesus. That's our ultimate goal. That's our ultimate goal. We can never forget that goal. 
No matter what we do, we can never forget the ultimate goal to become more like Jesus through the wisdom of God's word. By the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. When we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way, church, you begin to start looking familiar to Jesus. Familiar to Jesus. Growing in God's wisdom is growing in the character of Jesus. Growing in God's wisdom is growing in the character of Jesus. Part of that transformation. Part of that transformation that we all are going through right now. That we're all going through right now. Every day. Every day we ought to look for different changes in our lives. How have I changed for God, you know? What am I doing differently for Christ? What am I sacrificing for Christ? Could be anything. Your language, sacrifice your language, get rid of it. Some of your ways, get rid of them. Hold it up to Jesus' standard. Everything in your life, hold it up to Jesus' standard. Because that is our standard. Jesus' way of life is our standard, church. We can't go around saying because we're not perfect that we can't live a life in Christ. No, he's not going for that excuse. He's not going for that excuse. We know he knows we, we are not perfect. But we, we, we do our best, right? We do our best. And when we fall, he get, we give repentance. We give repentance. And he answers. And we wipe our slate clean. And says, start over, my child. Get back up and start over, my child. James 3 describes the characteristics of godly wisdom, which are some of the characteristics uh, of Jesus, actually, of Jesus. And these are characteristics that we are to walk in as we grow in God's wisdom, as we grow in God's wisdom, and we pay close attention because these are things that we, we should be displaying and some things we shouldn't be displaying as, as children of God, as children of God. We, we are called to grow in his wisdom and understand it's a process. Growing is a process, a process, but we grow together. That's the beautiful thing about this journey that God has me on here at CCC. When I first uh, started this journey, the thing I looked forward most to was us growing together in God's wisdom, you know? Growing together, learning together, going through God's word together, not leaving anyone behind. You know, we're family. We're family. We're God's family. We're growing together. Together. James 3, starting at verse 13. The character of wisdom, pretty much. The character of wisdom that we ought to be displaying. It says this. If you are wise and understand God's ways, says prove it. Prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. Good works. Good works, pre people. Wise people 
living upright moral life, displaying good works in the name of the Lord, not in itself. Displaying good works in the name of the Lord. Humility is one of Jesus' greatest, greatest attributes. Greatest. Jesus, who is God, humbled himself when he came into the world in human form to be like us, to be like us. Jesus humbled himself when he died on the cross for our sake. What a sacrifice. Humbled himself even to death, to death. And we're not called to even go that far. Humble ourselves. Wise people, church, don't constantly brag or boast or display a prideful attitude in doing good works in the name of the Lord. Wise people don't do that. Verse 14, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, says don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God kind of wisdom. Jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind, excuse me, of wisdom. Such things, he says, listen to this, are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Demonic. Wise people don't display jealousy. Wise people don't display selfishness. Neither one of these are qualities of Jesus. These characteristics are not of the Lord, James says. They are worldly, unspiritual, and demonic. Demonic. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us that. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder. You will find evil of every kind, it says. Selfish ambition, the ungodly act of promoting one's own interest above God, of the purposes of God and the good of others. Selfish ambition. Living with selfish ambition is the opposite of thinking like Jesus. It is the opposite of thinking like Jesus. The opposite of growing in God's wisdom. And it leads to disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above, but the wisdom from above, church, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. 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 Which we are not. We are not. We are made righteous only through Christ. But the opposite of earthly wisdom is heavenly wisdom, which is pure, meaning with right motives, without moral corruption, meaning right values, right values. It is also peace-loving, peace-loving. Wise people don't foster or cause division, don't cause division. Instead, they work to end the strife, end the turmoil, and work to bring people together 
in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Peace loving. Peace loving. It also is peace loving and gentle at all times. Gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. Gentle. Wise people don't treat others without care. They treat others with respect and care, regardless, regardless. Then it says, God's wisdom is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. Mercy, mercy. We're here because of mercy, church. Wise people show compassion. Wise people show forgiveness. Wise people show kindness to others. Sounds just like Jesus. Sounds like Jesus. Good deeds. Good deeds. The good deeds of the wise are always done in the name of the Lord. Always done in the name of the Lord. When you do good things, acknowledge him. Acknowledge the Lord in your good works. In your good works. That's what wise people do. Wise people. Then it says, shows no favoritism and is always sincere. No favoritism. Impartial. Wise people are fair. Wise people are just. They don't show partiality to others for their own benefit. No. You see, everyone is created equal in the eyes of God. And we must treat people that way. Amen? And God's wisdom is sincere. It is sincere. Wise people are genuine are genuine, real, honest, not deceitful, not hypocritical or fake, but growing in these characteristics in the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Growing in God's wisdom. This is a serious list, right? A serious list. Do you know anyone that's wise among you according to this list, right? Yeah. Based on this list, do you consider yourself wise and growing in God's wisdom according to this list? This list challenges me. <laughs> it challenges me. I want my life to demonstrate these characteristics of God's wisdom, church. What about you? All right. Well, we continue growing together in God's wisdom. Amen? Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father, we come to you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now for your wisdom, Father. We thank you for the mind of Christ that you have allowed us to have, Father. We pray, Father, as we continue to study your word, Father, as we continue to just uh, read your word, as we continue to 
hear your word, Father. I pray that you speak to us. Speak to our hearts, Father. Speak to our minds. Share with us, Father, the things that you want us to know. Share your holy wisdom with us, your godly wisdom with us, Father. Father, as we go out these doors, as we enter into the world, Father, I pray that we take your wisdom with us, Father, that we don't leave it behind, Father, that we not lack in wisdom, Father, but if we do so, Father, that we don't hesitate to reach out to you for more, to reach out to you for more, Father. Father, we thank you for this day, Father. Thank you for the hearts that are in your house, Father. Thank you for the hearts that are live streaming, Father. We thank everyone that's connected to Capital City Church, Lord. Thank you for their support, their love, their concern, Father. I pray blessings over everyone that's here, everyone that's not here, Father. In the name of Jesus, the church said, amen. These altars are open.